Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. Bonjour, bonjour. (laughs) Thank you for joining with me. I'm so grateful to be able to offer another episode of this Course in Miracles podcast. My name is Jennifer Hadley, and I love A Course in Miracles. And today we have a very wonderful guest, a dear friend of mine who's been on the podcast a number of times, Karen J. Gardner. And I'm going to start us off with a prayer and then introduce her. So I invite you to place your hand on your heart and let's open ourselves to the wisdom of pure spirit, pure love flowing through the conversation between Karen J and myself. We are grateful and thankful to consciously connect and commune, to transcend space and time together with you, and to open our hearts and minds to the power and the presence of love, active, fully active in our awareness. We are so grateful to let go of limiting thoughts of the past and to step into the unprecedented, the unlimited. The power of this now moment is the power of love awake and alive within us. We are grateful, truly grateful, to open ourselves to infinite intelligence dynamic wisdom here and now, leading us and guiding us, healing us. We are sharing the benefits with all our brothers and sisters, with every being. We let it be, and so it is. Amen. 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 (laughs) So grateful. All right, so for those of you who might be uh, unfamiliar with Karen Jay or myself. Karen Jay is an uh, Course in Miracles teacher based in the UK, and she has a passion for an experiential approach to studying the Course. She loves to help others find their own relationship with the love that flows through this profound spiritual teaching. Karen Jay and I met in 2019 when we were both speakers at the UK A Course in Miracles conference, and this has led to our friendship. And what I can tell you is that Karen Jay offers workshops and classes as well as one-to-one support. So if you're looking for A Course in Miracles counselor or a coach, uh, a connector, a friend. Karen Jay is a wonderful resource for you. She's worked with other teachers such as Nookchant Sanchez and Corinne Zepko and deeply appreciates the gifts of collaboration and finding the the joy and the healing as spirit works through our joining. Uh, 
She has done many workshops for the Power of Love Ministry. We love her classes, her workshops, any opportunity we have to get together with her. As I said, she's done a number of episodes of this podcast, and she's joined us many Sundays at Sundays with Spirit. All of those are in the archives, and she's got a class coming up very soon called Living with Holy Purpose, which begins Saturday, July 9th. And I'm so happy you're joining me again today here, Kieran Jay. Oh, thank you very much, Jennifer. It's very beautiful to be here. I've lost count now of how many podcasts I've done with you, how many uh, appearances at Sundays with Spirit and the speaker slot. It's just such blessing to have this connection with you, this friendship, this collaboration with you. And I'm really happy to be here uh, continuing with this. Um, thank you for your prayer. <laughs> it was such a beautiful example of dedicating something to holy purpose. Mm. Really beautiful. And this is um, the theme of the two class series that's, that's coming up that you mentioned, and perhaps we'll say a bit more about that at, at the end. Um, and today, uh, in resonance with that class, I'd like to share about living with holy purpose, some of my own experiences, um, which I hope will be supportive. It's certainly very supportive to me to to be thinking of this, to be sharing about this. You know, uh, it's, it is life-changing for folks when they realize that they can live with purpose. And uh, for those who are new to my podcast, one of the things I've been saying for years is that the the truly helpful prayer, which those who are familiar with the Course in Miracles recognize that truly helpful prayer. It's on page 28 of the FIP, the Foundation for Inner Peace version, this one here. And uh, that truly helpful prayer, I call it the My Purpose Prayer. So uh, I'm, I'm so excited to have this discussion with you today, Kieran Jay, because as you know, living with holy purpose is one of the things that we have in common. And yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, why yeah. don't you define your terms there? Well, that's a really good idea because it might not be obvious what holy purpose is. And uh, the other kind of purpose we can have is ego purpose. And there are only two. <laughs> we might think we have a whole range of purposes, but the course is quite clear. Whatever we're doing, thinking, saying, uh, activating, we are doing it either for holy purpose or for ego purpose. So ego purpose is personal purpose, worldly purpose. It's something about me, me, mine. It's trying to achieve something or do something that will better this person, this individual, typically making me more special. Mm. 
And it always, always brings pain. Whatever form it's taking, it is a rejection of God. It's a rejection of the truth of us. That can never, ever be happy, even if there's an illusion of happiness present in doing something for me. The alternative, the only alternative, is to live with holy purpose. And this is all about the healing of our minds. This is all about uh, requesting truth, seeing that truth is all that we need. This is about following the Holy Spirit in a teacher, in Course in Miracles terms. Always, always, always guide me, show me for the betterment of all, not all people, all minds. Mm. Remembering we are the sonship. We are children of God. We are not these individual people carving out an individual life in the physical. And what I'd like to share, unless you have something to say about those definitions, Jennifer, whether you want to come back on that. Yeah, th those, those are very clear, very helpful. And uh, to me, that is what is helpful to us in practicing moment by moment, is having these kinds of simple, clear understandings and definitions. Mm. I'd like to give, thank you, um, I'd like to give um, an example of um, how ego purpose, holy purpose, um, is um, happening in Kiran Jay's life. And I'd like to use the activity of skiing, which I've mentioned before, because um, it's bringing it into such sharp focus for me at the moment. So I am a couple of months plus um, into a year-long training program to become a ski instructor at the local dry ski slope um, to me. And I've since found out, talking to the likes of uh, US, um, US folks, that you don't have dry ski slopes in the US. You have an abundance of snow um, slopes. But over here in the UK, we don't have a lot of snow. So we have artificial surface centres where you're still on skis, you're still sliding down a hill, but it's a matting. There's no snow involved. And I was very, very guided to apply for this training programme and I've been accepted for it. The ego purpose would be to be a better skier. Yes. <laughs> to improve my skiing skills and to be an instructor. I mean, what kudos goes with that? Feel good about myself. I'm a ski instructor. Um, to belong to a club. There's lots of people there where you can be personally known, to fit in, to belong, see people, have something to do of an evening, all that is uh, part of the ego purpose. To be fit and healthy going into my mid-60s, I've got a birthday coming up. Um, so uh, that would be ego purpose. Have something interesting to tell my family. 
This is what I did at the ski slope today. Um, all worldly purpose about me, the person, about what's going on in the physical. And I've had to work through lots of that because all of that arose, of course. But it's all being shifted to holy purpose, which is the healing of my mind. So it's about seeing the whole ski enterprise as one big forgiveness opportunity. Can it be spirit skiing? Can my skiing reflect the beauty and flow of spirit? Can I let go of the wish to perform, the wish to be technically excellent or even better, but simply allow love to flow through me and that be demonstrated in the body apparently skiing? This is so deep in my heart now, the ski like that. And of course, going in and amongst lots of people doing this physical activity, I'm doing better than you, she's not very good, all that kind of stuff going on um, generally uh, in, in the environment. Any irritations, judgments, I'm better than you, I'm not as good as you, this is all about my mind. Anybody else irritated with me, judging with me, it's all about my mind. Right. And I have two examples to give you, two uh, classrooms <laughs> that have been fabulous learning. So, and, and they're both successes in terms of changing it to holy purpose. But one outcome looks quite different from the other outcome. So I hope this is helpful as, um, as people listening will undoubtedly be in their own classrooms changing ego purpose to holy purpose. So the first one is about a fellow skier. Um, she was there on the first night I started attending the advanced class, my personal skiing back in about October. And at first it was a warm welcome. Oh, hello. Yes, of course. Do come in. It's, it's great. Great that you're here. And then almost instantly, the next time I saw her, I got the deep freeze treatment. She absolutely cold shouldered me. Mm. almost uh, uh, just looked straight through me. No acknowledgement whatsoever. I thought, oh, okay. <laughs> and it's not as if we'd had dealings um, with each other and I could have offended her as Kieran J. But something happened where the relationship changed and um, I just started practising. This is a dream figure in my mind, and it's a picture of rejection. It's a, it's a shadow figure. I will undoubtedly remind her of another figure in her dream. And she's a great big neon sign saying, rejection, don't like you, go away, separation. 
And I've been through stages of wanting to tackle her about this. You know, what's going on here? Oh, I've not done anything to upset you. But I've worked through that. No, that's not how spirit would like me to work with it. Keep seeing her as an image in my mind, mm. as a picture of rejection. And look straight through it. You know, the miracle looks straight through all these things. Christ's vision, not the slightest fading of the light it sees beyond the appearance. So this is um, ongoing at the moment. She's still cold-shouldering me. I continue to say hello and uh, smile and let it uh, rest at that. Um, yeah, but there's success, there is progress, because I've devoted it all to holy purpose. And I now choose peace with my brother. I choose not to believe in rejection, which has been a huge theme in Kieran Jay's uh, life. Second one, I'll go straight into this and then maybe come back and see if you want to um, join in on this, Jennifer. Second one is an instructor. He's a chief instructor, one of the chief instructors at the Slope. And he takes the advanced class and various other classes that I've attended. And my skiing has gone through much development because I used to ski in the old days uh, when I was younger. And now it's all different. The shape of the skis is different. The way you ski is different. Everything's changed. And so I've had a lot of learning, unlearning and learning. And sometimes my skiing can be quite... Um, Random, you know, I've got a mixture of old skiing, new skiing coming in, and suddenly something I was doing okay uh, stops being okay. And this instructor would shout at me, What are you doing, Kieran Jay? What do you think that is? No, don't do that. You were doing it fine last week. What's happened to you this week? Very aggressive. Mm. And I've never been spoken to, to like this. I've never had quite the refrigerator treatment from the fellow skier. I've never been shouted at like this instructor has shouted at me. Like, okay, what's going on here? He's a figure in my mind. This is my own inner critic. Very, very loud. Let's just learn, because he's a good instructor, learn the skiing techniques and keep practicing forgiveness. And then one day I was inspired by spirit when he was particularly aggressive to say to him, I'm finding it very difficult to be on the receiving end of some of the things you say to me. And he instantly changed. He said, oh, thank you for telling me. I wish more people would say things like that which was a bit of him, you know, dodging responsibility for what he was saying. But he heard what I said. And from then on, things have got better and better and better. And it's not just in our relationship. You know, he's now um, being very uh, complimentary. He's being very soft when things need to be said about what I'm doing wrong. And I see him in a different mode with everybody else in the classes that I attend. So something here is working at the mind level because he's a brother. He was in a brother of a nightmare, nightmare dream of being aggressive and attacking 
um, the people that he was working with. It, it wasn't just me, although, of course, it's all my dream, but he was um, being aggressive with others. And now he's softer, more encouraging. He smiles more. I'm uh, feeling relaxed. My skiing's improving. And that visibly looks like a happy outcome. But I, I come back to both situations are being dedicated to holy purpose. And both are representing healing in my mind. So all good on both counts. So I, I have a question. I, I and, and first, but before I ask you the question, Karen Jay, I just have to tell you, this is, you, you know, um, I've known obviously that you were doing the skiing for some time now. I remember when you first began and um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't skied lately, but I love skiing. It's so zen. It's so just freeing to the mind. You do, you, you, even though you're focused on the body, you can almost forget the body and just be so present to the experience. So I, I've really understood why this was a calling for you. But having all these layers of working with the public and different people and their personalities, and they're all dealing with their bodies, it's such a, a perfect mix of things for a Course in Miracles student. But my question is, going back to your introduction about the the ego purpose and the holy purpose, so uh, like it, it 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 came into my mind that somebody would have this question. Um, so, is there something wrong with wanting to be fit, or is there something wrong with wanting to be a good skier? So I, I know I, I, I'm, I'm just interested to hear what you would help people to understand because I, I like being fit and I like being more fit and, and, and working with the body. I, I love it. So help us see it from the spirit point of view. Thank you, Jennifer. It's a, it's a, it's a brilliant, beautiful point that you have brought up and um it does need looking at carefully. It can be so easily misunderstood, this. So I'm talking about my understanding of A Course in Miracles understanding, which may not be appropriate for everyone listening. Uh, it's certainly not appropriate for, for all beings, but for some, it's very, very useful, very healing. So the Course is very clear that we are not bodies, we are minds. I am as God created me. God created me as an extension of his being. God is not a body. We are spirit and we are having a delusional experience of being bodies in a physical situation. Noise is off. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the wind just blew the door shut. That's all. Right. Okay. <laughs> so we also are in this experience. It seems like we have bodies. We don't just sit on a meditation mat and never eat, never drink, never walk, never go anywhere. We are using these bodies at this dream level. 
The vital, essential part of using bodies is what is our identity when we choose to eat, drink, walk, work, whatever we're going to do. If we think we are really bodies, and we think, oh, it's a good thing to be fit. It's a good thing to eat good food. It's a good thing to do whatever, practice yoga, uh, go skiing. Then the course is very clear that is ego purpose because the beneficiary is a physical entity. And anything where the body is the major beneficiary, the course says, is actually calling for our death, which is very sobering. <laughs> I have to laugh. <laughs> You're trying to get fit and it's calling for your death. Indeed. Indeed. This is how crazily mixed up we are in our minds and how the course is trying to help us unravel the confusions. So again, it does not mean sit on a meditation mat, never walk, talk, drink, eat. What it does mean is open your mind, open your being. You don't mean to know how to do it. Just choose to open to the love that's beyond this world and ask to be shown more and more of your true identity, open in that direction. And we absolutely can, while we still seem to have bodies. And say, help me realize I'm a mind dreaming of being this body. And in that connection, that prayer, we will be shown perfectly how to, in inverting commas, use this body. We don't do it because we think we're bodies needing to be fit. We do it because we are connecting with spirit, choosing to remember our perfect health as minds. And then that can be reflected by a body in healthy modes of behavior. So it doesn't mean don't eat well, don't, don't exercise, but it will happen as an after effect of coming to our true health, which is only in the mind. The course talks about don't ask for the echo, ask for the song. Right. The song is the joining, is the remembering we are minds. The echo is eating well, doing the yoga, going for your walks, going skiing. But the moment we get confused, oh, I think I'm a body and skiing's going to really help, then we're back in ego purpose and we're actually calling on pain because of the guilt. When we identify as a body, the guilt is enormous, to say the least. And that will say, I need punishing I think I'm a body, I'm rejecting God's love, so I need punishment. So we may be very fit, healthy bodies and have a dreadful relationship mm. or have um, a child who's sick or have some other, have financial difficulties. The guilt and the call for punishment will turn up in our dream experience if we think I'm a body and I want to be a fit body, a healthy body. Mm. 
that's that's how I see it. All right. So uh, here here's another question for you. And um, I, actually, I'm thinking I should save this till after the break because we're coming up to our break here. But I think this is going to be so helpful to those who are listening to really get this. It's uh, And if it seems confusing to anyone, I just like to say, don't try. Don't try to understand it, really, because only the ego is trying to understand anything. Spirit already knows everything, and we are spirit. So we relax the mind. That's what I've learned is if there's something that confuses me, it doesn't make sense to me, whatever it is, whatever it is, I just relax the mind and say, okay, spirit, you're in charge, show me, lead me. And it's it's not even, and I'm not separate from that, that wisdom that knows. So I'm willing to know the highest and best path here of ease and grace and, and dancing in the light. So on that note, I'm going to say, my name is Jennifer Hadley. You're listening to Karen J. Gardner and myself. We're talking about A Course in Miracles, Living from Holy Purpose. And we'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. Thank you for coming back and joining Karen J. Gardner and myself as we're talking about living from a holy purpose with a holy purpose. And as we were going into the break, we were talking about when we are looking to get fit, to heal the body, to make the body more attractive and and these kinds of things, which we are all working with. How do we live our life in alignment with that holy purpose and the highest goals and recognize when we're caught in an ego web? So I have a specific question because, uh, Karen J., you and I, both during the pandemic, we both developed issues with our gums. No, I wasn't going to the dentist. I can't remember if you were getting your teeth cleaned, but it, it wasn't good. And so we both found out that we had some gum disease and we had, we've been on these gum cleaning protocols, which we haven't discussed in a while, but we have discussed it in the past. So uh, there, there's a situation where we have something going on in the physical body that we'd like to heal and it feels imperative that we heal it because we we don't wish for our teeth to fall out of our head and go through all that kind of uh, difficulty and so we are doing things every day we're flossing we're brushing we're rinsing our mouth and and uh, doing all these kinds of things every day and going for cleanings so how do we do something like that on a daily basis and do it with a holy purpose? Yeah, thank you. Another another wonderful question. 
First thing I want to it? say. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's essential that we do this with holy purpose. If we really want to be okay. <laughs> if the idea is, oh, I just want to be okay. I want to be healthy. We have to look to the mind level. Because, again, Course in Miracles teaching says that all sickness, which includes gum disease and anything else you like to mention, any aches and pains, diseases that we have at the physical level, is guilt laid on the body. So we have this massive guilt about choosing to reject God mm -hmm. to become this person. No, I don't want to be an extension of your being. I want to be Kieran J. I want to be Jennifer. Carve out my own existence. And this is tortuous to our minds. It puts our minds in agonies of guilt. And we want to lessen that experience so it's still viable to be a person because the individuality is our drug. That's our addiction, the specialness of being an individual. So we have various strategies about flinging our guilt to the four winds. Very often it's seeing other people as guilty about doing something. That's all our guilt. And it's projecting the guilt onto the body, which is actually outside the mind. We feel like we're surrounded by this body, but it's a projection from the mind. So gum disease is guilt. So we can floss and take mouthwash and do whatever protocol we like. And we may well improve the gum situation, but it won't touch the guilt that is generating the gum situation. So, okay, the gums might get a bit better, maybe get completely better, but that guilt will still need to be projected somewhere. So somebody might have an improvement with the gums and then the relationship difficulty, the financial difficulty. Something else will go wrong because we'll want to put the guilt somewhere. So my way was to see this immediately. I was told you need gum surgery. Well, this is all about guilt, and I think I've spoken it on about it on, on the last podcast, or maybe the podcast before. We've had so many, I, I'm, I'm not sure, but I have spoken about it before. To see, this is guilt, and the only solution is to look through the whole idea of guilt. Just stop believing this ridiculous idea that I could be guilty, or anybody else could be guilty. Mm-hmm that I would have a need to put guilt on the body, which produces gum disease. So that was my absolute focus of attention. That's the holy purpose, guilt showing up in um, a body symptom. So I want the healing of my mind. I want to remember my innocence. I want to remember everybody else's innocence. So this was my, my approach. And in that approach, 
in that opening to spirit, asking for the healing of my mind, came the guidance to do some um, protocols mm -hmm. with um, the mouth because I am still in the process of remembering the truth. I'm not an enlightened being at the moment. I am still in my forgiveness classrooms. I still can be tempted by ego purpose. Mm -hmm. And given that, and the tremendous fear about um, teeth and the pain that you can have in the mouth area, lots and lots of dreams in the past about uh, gum difficulties, teeth difficulties, because all this is being worked through, I need to use that magic but guided by spirit not <gasps> what can I do I've really got gum disease but I've got guilt <laughs> I've got guilt disease <laughs> right. look at spirit look at spirit look at spirit oh and uh, use coconut oil and gargle with salt and you know a salt wash and things like that because my mind is so entrenched still in separation thinking it has no power i mean i i, I do realize that all the protocols have no power unless i give them that power and if i give them that power i am not fully with spirit so i'm a work in progress but the the the, the report the update um which i think will be since the last podcast is that when i went to the hygienist last the gum pocket had shrunk again and she's mighty pleased from her point of view. It's the protocols that are doing um, all the job. And you know, so I go along with that. And fantastic. If it is the same or has shrunk more by the next three monthly appointment, um, we can go to four monthly appointments. And of course, there's no talk about surgery now. Um, and I can just feel there just isn't the guilt being projected mm -hmm. in this area anymore. Not saying it's all gone. But, oh, my goodness, is it different from how it used to be? Yeah. So that's my experience. So I want to drill down into this again because um, I think it can be fairly subtle for a lot of people. So especially the part about uh, you and I are still doing the protocol. So, yes, I went back for I've had one checkup and think the, the, the um, person who worked on me was like, oh, wow. You're doing really well. Wow, this is really well. Except for one pocket got worse, and I've made an appointment for the periodontist in October. But I am intending that when I go in uh, at the end of the summer, before the October appointment, that they'll say, oh, you don't need that. It's, doing, it's like amazing, miraculous healing. Uh, but still, intending that, no attachment. No attachment. It, if it's not that way, I, I, I don't need to be upset. That's where I practice is I'm intending this. I'm working at the level of the mind, knowing that healing is occurring uh, at the level of the mind. So it has to translate to everything else in my life. It's a constant healing at the level of the mind, which reverberates out into the physical form of the how we feel about things, what our thoughts are about things, because that's 
part of form too. Thoughts are part of form. And then how we emotionally feel, how we physically feel, what we physically are experiencing, situations and circumstances of our life. But we start at the level of the mind. Do I have an attachment? Does it have to be healed? Or I'm a bad person? Is Am I feeling even more guilty? Like uh, Because the thoughts did occur to me like, oh, I should have known to go get my teeth cleaned even when it was COVID. So I had that thought and then I went, no, no, no. This is just an experience. There's no permanent damage because to my beingness, there is no permanent damage. Even if all my teeth fell out of my head, there would still be no permanent damage (laughs) to my beingness. Yeah. So it's that subtle thing of, well, if if all healing's at the level of the mind, why are you and I brushing our teeth and flossing and doing these things? Mm. Yeah. I agree. It is a subtle thing, can be seen as a subtle thing. And the answer, the one answer, the answer for everything, any confusion, any doubt, any not sure, <gasps> come to the quiet center. Mm. You say, just come and rest with spirit Mm -hmm. and it will be shown. Mm -hmm. Um, Yes. If I had perfect connection with spirit, I would not need the protocols. Mm -hmm. But I don't. I have a very, very strong connection with spirit, ever-growing connection with spirit, but not a perfect one. So... Um, See, I would say here that we we can call it that. Another way for me to look at it is I still believe that it's helpful for me to do something at the level of form. I I still believe that. So if that's a belief, mm-hmm. then that will be played out, won't it? You believe it's still useful to do something at the level of form. Mm -hmm. So you will do things at the level of form Mm -hmm. and they will be helpful Mm -hmm. because you believe it. You know, it's our experience is our belief. And of course, I'm uh, still seeing that there's there's value in in the protocols. Mm -hmm. And I'm opening up to a wider seeing Mm -hmm which says the only reason I need them is because I'm not fully open to spirit. I don't believe there's any power in form whatsoever unless I give it. And I don't have to give form any power at all. And this is what we're being led to Mm -hmm. through the course. Mm -hmm. So it's not you're bad because you're not there now. Mm -hmm. It's would you like to keep on opening in the direction that will bring perfect peace to the mind Mm -hmm. and that will be reflected in your experience. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm signing up for. (laughs) Yes. Yes. And one of the things that I have found very interesting in my life experience is that if I am holding this space of being very intentional about using my mind to heal what I have made with my mind, right? And to, uh, as as a pathway of recognizing 
the power of the mind and that only the mind is real. Right? It's a pathway to, to help us practice that. So that's why for me, anyone who is experiencing a constant physical reminder of any kind that uh, their mind is not fully aligned with spirit, that, that's, that's a benefit. That's a, a helpful thing. I think of Regina Dawn Akers telling me in uh, maybe in a podcast, maybe in a class, that the Holy Spirit, maybe both actually, that the Holy Spirit told her uh, years ago when she was living with um, uh, her boyfriend that she had come to hate. <laughs> two Course in Miracles teachers living together in <laughs> hatred <laughs> that the Holy Spirit had said to her, you're very fortunate to have this experience because it's a way for you to keep your mind focused on removing the splinter, letting go of the thought that you hate your brother. So to me, that's these physical things, like because you and I, Several times a day, we turn our attention to the healing of our mind in the form of flossing our teeth with intention, you know, and and doing this and, and recognizing, okay, I'm 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 flossing my teeth, but I'm healing my mind as I'm doing this. This is my focus. This is my focus time. Several times a day, and rinsing at other times where it's. It's we're being very mindful about it because I think it's so important for people who have uh, tremendous physical challenges to not go into some place of they're bad, they're doing it wrong, mm -hmm. but actually that they have given themselves this very focused opportunity to work with the mind and not be able to look away for very long. Yes, yes, I completely agree with you. I think um, these are such valuable classrooms for the healing of the mind. Mm -hmm. And when it's something's in pain, physical pain, my goodness, it does focus, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. It really does focus. Mm -hmm. And the ego wants that focus to make the body real, to try and find uh, a solution in the physical to feel sorry for ourselves, to feel separate. I can't go and do this because I'm sick, whatever. And we can change all that thinking. We absolutely can. Whatever the pain is, whatever the difficulty is, we can, we can celebrate the classroom. We might, might not be all singing and all dancing, you know, if we're, we're very challenged physically but we can celebrate the opportunity to look at what is my mind doing mm -hmm. this is coming from my mind mm -hmm. ha i want to claim the power to go back and change that decision but until we accept my mind's doing that we do not have access to the power that can choose again Ooh, I had um, a knee thing recently, a couple of weeks ago, back to skiing. Um, there was one particular exercise one night, a lot of focus on one leg and then the other leg. And my knee was very sore, particularly my left knee. And so all the thinking came up, 
see, you're too old for this. See, it's just going to end in disaster. Um, all sorts of ego stuff. No, that's guilt. Actually, nothing to do with a knee or skiing. That's guilt laid on the body. So my approach, again, innocence. There's no need to put that guilt on the body. Um, and the knee's fine now. But I could see this was the ego saying, come, come back into an incapacitation story. Come back into weakness. Come back into can't do. Come back into feeling separate and sorry for yourself. No, I'm not going into those stories anymore because mm -hmm. they simply aren't true. Mm -hmm. And I had to let go, or I didn't have to, but I chose to let go of all ideas of um, maybe I can't ski. Okay, maybe I can't ski. So, <laughs> so. Does that mean my mind can't heal? No. So let go of another, another letting go of ego purpose for skiing. No, 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 no. If I give up skiing, I give up skiing. So what? This isn't negotiable. This choice to heal my mind is where I'm staying. And it seems that skiing is part of the healing plan. So I continue. See, and look, I, I, you know, we're, we're going to be out of time here in just a very short period. But so you're, you are experiencing your life. It's a beautiful demonstration of extreme healing at the level of the mind, painful, uh, painful on every level. Like when you were sick you know, 15 years ago, it just so painful. You couldn't. Uh, you couldn't see, you couldn't uh, speak, you couldn't move, you couldn't get up and, and do something. You were just trapped inside the, the body, but you could still heal your mind. Now you're healing your mind and you're skiing, which is so fun. It's so delightful. <laughs> it's it's so pleasant and, and wonderful. So we, it's just a beautiful life example of your deep commitment to work at the level of the mind and how you can do it either way. Yes. We can remember to laugh or not. We can do it any way. So because we, I, 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 obviously we could do a couple more episodes on this topic and, uh, and who knows what the future holds. We can, we can do what we wish, but, um, I, I would like to tell people about your classes coming up, the one that starts on July 9th. So if you would, tell us what, what, what are people going to get out of those two classes? Thank you, Jennifer. Well, I'm, I'm very happy to have this um, sharing opportunity with students. So there are two two-hour classes with a week in between, Saturday 9th, Saturday 16th of July, 10 to 12 Eastern. And we're going to have examples. We're going to have um, some exercises where people think through some of their experiences and look at how they might have been dedicated to holy to ego purpose. Really look, first part of the first class is ego purpose. Let's have a look at how we may well have been choosing ego purpose. Maybe we haven't realized, but it will be ego purpose probably in a lot of our experiences. And then the shift, just 
How can we make that shift? So in the first class, we're setting it up. Ego purpose, let's be really clear about how we can dedicate great watches of our life to ego purpose and maybe not realize it, but it'll always bring pain whether we consciously realize it or not. What's the alternative? Let's be clear about what holy purpose is, going into more detail uh, about that. Practice in the week in between, practice. Let's see, go about your daily business, go about your um, spiritual practice, go about everything. Is it really holy purpose? How sucked into ego purpose am I? So it's, it's um, a beautiful invitation to a week of vigilance about this, a week of really noticing, as Lisa Natoli would say, watch your mind like a hawk, and then come back and we'll do some sharing. What have we learned? What have we realized? And then towards the end of the second class, looking at how we can go forward with clarity, being motivated to dedicate everything from brushing the teeth to having a deep conversation with a loved one and everything in between. How can we dedicate that to holy purpose? Because it will be transformational if we make a really solid, secure dedication. We don't have to be perfect. We may make many mistakes, but if we keep coming back, nope, I want holy purpose. That's my choice for my life. Miracles, 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 all over the place, bound to happen. So if this uh, speaks to you, if this calls to you, then please do sign up. Be very, very happy to work with you. Yeah. Beautiful. I, I, the folks in our ministry just love the opportunity to work with you. So thank you for giving us another opportunity. And uh, so people can go to jenniferhadley.com on the events page. You'll see Kieran Jay's class there. You can also look for it in our weekly events newsletter. And uh, I also, I'd like people to know they can go to your website if they're interested in doing one-on-one -on -one work with you and seeing what other things you're offering. It's kieranj.com, right? Thank you very much, Jennifer. Yes. 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 K-I-R-O-N-J.com. Yes. And you'll find a, a wealth of resources there. And always more to come. And also lots of uh, talks at Sundays with Spirit where Kieran Jay has shared and spoken there. So, uh, so beautiful. And uh, including um, June 26th, she was our speaker on June 26th. Uh, yeah. Just Thank passed. You. Yeah. 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 And, and all that was leading. That was leading through a process just to say, mm -hmm. if you want some experience, mm -hmm. see what might the kind of thing that might be coming up in the classes, you might like to tune into that uh, Sundays with Spirit and, um, and have a taste if you weren't there um, at the time. Yeah. All right. Well, it the time goes by so fast. I'm going to say a prayer to close us out here. So. I invite us to place our hands on our heart and wholeheartedly partner up with that higher Holy Spirit self, recognizing that we are the higher Holy Spirit self. There is no separation there, just 
is this holy union, all one, all of life united. We are grateful and thankful to surrender any attachments we have to the unconscious guilt, the unhealed guilt. We are willing to be led and guided by the highest and best of our instincts. Our inspiration and intuition is flowing, and we're having a healing at all levels in the circumstances of our lives, in our relationships, in our physical body, our emotional body, mental body, etheric body, all levels of healing. We are calling forth the healing, and we are sharing the benefits with all of our brothers and sisters, every being everywhere, because we are forever one. In gratitude, we let the healing be. And so it is. Amen. 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 Thank you, Karen J. Mwah.